this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. again, everyone, and welcome to another exciting podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and as always, I'm excited to be with you guys today. I tell you, I love these Wednesdays when our podcast comes out because it's my honor, but also my opportunity to begin to share abroad what we've been, uh, what we need to know in the kingdom and what God is wanting to give us that day. Give us this day our daily bread, right? So let me say this to you. Our program is called Thoughts Become Things because I'm a firm believer, uh, a firm believer that really a lot of things in our lives are not so much, we'll say the devil, as much as it is, as much as people think it is. It's pretty much more of what we attract into our lives because of a false identity. I was sharing with a lady earlier in one of my life coaching sessions, really what I call identity disorder. And what that means basically is is the disorder of not really knowing who you are. And I think sometimes the way that most people think think about it is we think our identity uh, is coming through our likings or let's say, for example, our draw of what we like and don't like. Identity has nothing to do with what you like and don't like, okay? These are, those are personality things, but it's also basically just likings. You know, uh, hot or cold, you know, uh, you know, uh, vegetables, meats. I mean, you know, I, I like the, I like pink. I don't like black mentality. You know, uh, you know, I like green. I don't like purple. It's those everything. Those things have nothing to do with identity. And a lot of times people think that identity is matching likings. And the truth is, that's one reason why a lot of times people find themselves almost like failing at the idea of why does this stuff keep on happening to me when I feel like I'm changing my likings which means I feel like I'm, I'm coming into my identity. And that's a lot of times reasons why people don't understand why things are not quote unquote working for them. So identity disorder is basically feeling as if you have stepped into the persona of something else and you might have grown into that persona or that sort of suit of what you feel really is you and, and and a lot of times it's actually opening up so many different branches in your life and one trail leading to another because that's the way the kingdom of God has caused us to flow to flow and function because of the simple fact um is we begin to look at that and we begin to say, you know what, maybe if, if, you know, if this is happening and that's happening, then maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. What's going on over here? You know, why do things get worse? Why do things continue to, you know, spiral down? Because, because what, however you see yourself, you know, that does play a role with, once again, not only what you attract, but it opens one door, that opens another door, that opens another door. So a lot of times we really don't know the root of the disorder of our own identity. And because we don't we can't get down to the nitty-gritty of the root of it, we find ourselves at a place where we get more confused because we don't know exactly what it is we're supposed to be doing. And so we feel as if if we change our likings, you know, hey, well, I don't like men that beat me up. I don't like women that cuss me out, you know? So those are the patterns and traits, let's say, of, you know, uh, this relationship or that person's relationship. And so they change their likings. And they say, well, now I recognize I don't want somebody that's going to beat me up. I don't want somebody that's going to cuss me out. I don't want somebody that's going to put me down. So they change their likings. And yet what happens is it doesn't change the pattern because the root is still being fed. The root is still there. The disorder of identity is not about likings. It's not even about feelings. It's about understanding exactly what you are 
on this planet. It's what it's it's knowing what you are, are capable of not offering everybody, but offering yourself as well. And a lot of times people feel that sort of identity means I know who I am in Christ. Therefore, this is what they, they feed afterwards in the conversation is therefore, because I know that I'm in Christ, I'm you know, I'm here to bless God. Well, the idea of that is great, wonderful, and true. However, it doesn't speak of your identity because your identity speaks of why I'm on this planet. And you can't really say I'm on this planet just to worship God. That's true. However, God said he died to give you life and life abundantly. He didn't die so you can just sort of worship him. He didn't say, I've come to, I've come to give you worshiping me and worshiping me more abundantly. Do we worship God? Absolutely we do. But that has nothing to do with your identity. And so a lot of times you have to begin to understand if God died to give us life, then that means there's a life and an abundance of life that is waiting on you to enter into it. So, so what do we need to do to find, we'll say, we'll, we'll use the terminology to find ourselves, to find our identity. It's understanding why I'm put on this planet by not necessarily what I'm offering other people, you know, hey, I'm on this planet, I've got a great business, I'm making good money, so I'm here to bless the people financially. That's wonderful, but that still doesn't speak of the fullness at all, nor does it speak really of a whole lot of your identity, period. Because the main thing you've got to begin to understand is, why I'm here on planet Earth, what I'm, what I'm here to do is what? Is to live life. And then you allow life to unfold to you. Why we, Why do we say that? Because he died to give you life. He didn't die to give you to worship. He didn't die to give you, you know, this or that. He died to give you life. And life consists of knowing I'm here and knowing all the branches and traits and trails that come out of me. First and foremost, let's get this straight. First and foremost, for me. Because if you don't know the life-giving substance that you are feeding yourself, then you can never truly give a life-giving force to someone else. That's one reason why when we deal with identity, and the scripture makes it very plain, that you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. That verse is one of the most powerful scriptures because it deals with the fact there's no humanly way possible you can love extended, another extension of love to the world or anyone else until you understand the love for yourself and toward yourself and love who you are. And when you begin to find that power, then you begin to understand that you are respecting the Father. You're, expect, you're, you're, you're respecting God. Why? Because you're expect, respecting the very reason why Christ died. Because now you're experiencing life. I'm here for to give myself to myself, and I'm here to give my life away to others by X, Y, Z. And so therefore, you have to begin to realize you can't do it externally until you learn to do it internally. And once you begin to give it internally, then you begin to understand the whole purpose of really what life is all about. So is life about giving to others? A little bit. Is life about giving just yourself? A little bit. Is life about giving you know, to God? 
A little bit. You might say, no, don't say a little bit. It should be everything. No, because the Bible makes it plain. If you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. So you see, there's always a purpose of realizing that God's extension of his love is not about a lot of Christians. No no, no offense, folks don't want to say this. A lot of what I call selfish Christians who bring it to the attention of, uh, of, of looking up and worshiping God, worshiping God, worshiping God, while they treat their neighbor bad. While they believe everybody else is a rotten sinner. While they, while they believe, you know, that the woman at the store, you know, it, it, she must not be a Christian and so she, you know, got mad at me and so I was able to, to be rude to her. You know, you have to understand, you cannot worship God, we'll say, you know, uh, you know, vertically without worshiping God horizontally. And you can't worship God horizontally without worshiping God, worshiping God vertically. They are equal. Now hear me out. Because religion will not teach you this. Religion will say, no, it's not, it's not equal because you're worshiping God. But yet, let's make it plain. The scripture says, how can you worship God and who you can't see? Right? And so you have to understand that the whole purpose is 50-50. And that is, I, if, if I'm truly one that is worshiping God, that means I will give myself, my wholehearted self to everyone around me because those people are God. And that's the whole key of it. You cannot have a bad attitude towards people and treat people bad and then claim that you worship God, moving in signs and wonders and talking in the Spirit. Because really, people like me look at you and say, blah, 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 blah. That's all you represent. Because you don't understand that you ha- that you are treating God with disrespect. The God in the human flesh that's dwelling among you. And that's why when you look, when you find, when you, we talk about identity, we're dealing with the fact that you've got to begin to realize it's about life. It's about attraction of knowing not your likings, but knowing who you are and knowing what you are. And when you understand what you are and you understand who you are, then everything else in your entire life will just fall into place for you. Everything will. Because life is about knowing who I am and knowing why I am here. And so a lot of times when we begin to look and we say to ourselves, I'm here to worship God. I'm here to go to church. I'm here to, you know, uh, to be saved. Well, I love those amazing things, but the truth is you're covering up because you don't really know the answer. That's the truth of the, of the question. You, you're covering up, you're making up religious excuses when you truly don't have an answer. And guess what? God knows that and sees right through that. Amen? Because of the fact that you, the power for you to attract into your own life must mean you've got to face yourself and you got to face your fears and you got to and you got to be comfortable and confident with yourself because you know yourself and you love yourself and that's a key thing and i feel in my and this is one thing that god um really put in my my heart earlier and that is we've got to begin to carry scriptures out you can't just read a scripture and say i'm hidden away in christ you know i'm here to worship god because what these verses do is they do not, neither one of them have anything to do with the human race that you are attached to. And you have to begin to understand you cannot find a detachment to the human race. If not, you would be dead. Because life is not about being hidden away, nor life is about worshiping God. You might say, oh, wait a minute, that sounds like heresy. No, listen to me. Life is about pleasing God by being God to someone else, but being God towards yourself, which means loving yourself, because God is love, loving yourself, 
Love and the extendedness of love that you are a representation of of Christ, giving that to other people, and then realizing I'm giving grace to myself so I can give it to other people. I give mercy to myself so I have the power to give it to other people. You cannot give grace to someone if you can't give grace to yourself. You can say you're a horrible, rotten person, and no matter how much you love other people, the truth is you're really not moving into divine love because you can't love other people unless you love yourself. So protocol must be taken. You can't put the cart before the horse. And that's something that a lot of times religion don't doesn't like because religion really wants you to be robots the moment you think of yourself in your identity is the moment you become are you ready for this one a free thinker now many people will look at this in, in the church and say free thinkers that is bad that's something we're supposed to avoid oh are we really because isn't a free thinker if you think about it isn't a free thinker meaning get out of my own mind and getting to the mind of christ that is unlimited and powerful Absolutely. Being a free thinker means I can think outside the box of religion. Being a free thinker means I can think outside the box of my natural mind of what everybody else says I am and what I'm capable of doing, what I'm good at doing, while free thinking says I'm in the mind of Christ. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can be able to create this. I can be able to create that. I can sort a business. I can do That's a free thinker. That's the power of stepping out of the box. Why? Because you know yourself now and you're, and you're capable of realizing no matter what I do, I can do it. A person who doesn't know themselves within their identity uh, is a person who is fearful of things, a person who is fearful of life, a person who is fearful of everyone trying, feeling like everybody's out to get them, a person who is fearful that they've, they've uh, you know, displeased God and God's going to strike them dead, a person that is fearful that thinking, well, I, you know, I deserve this, I deserve this because I'm a bad person. Those are people who don't know their identity. A person that knows their identity will automatically know how to flow in humble and humbleness automatically they don't have to tell people about a false humility and say oh I'm, I'm nothing I'm nothing people can tell it by the power of their confidence see confidence and humility work hand in hand I can be as confident as possible knowing that there's nothing in my life I cannot accomplish and yet still be humble about it but if I have to share with you and tell you well before I tell you you know and say oh I'm a lion I can roar like a lion but I'm worthless I'm horrible I'm no good then you know what? I'm double-minded. I'm unstable on my ways because I tried because because I didn't speak to confidence because I just shot it all down by false humility. But humility does not is not something that has to be spoken. Humility is an air that we carry because it is a is a is a humble lifestyle, and people will see that automatically, even through your confident level, even through the power of you holding your head up high, even through your comp your achievements, even through your success. Humility just shines through. You don't have to tell everybody that you're trying to be humble, that you are humble by cutting yourself down. That's false humility. Humility and humbleness actually is just a power and air that you carry through even going as high as you possibly can, accomplishing great heights and, and, and defeats in the, in the kingdom and victories and just being aware of how you got there. And people just can tell that. So identity speaks of life. And when you understand your identity, then you begin to understand, yes, so now that I know myself, I can worship God. Now that I know myself, I know myself at a deeper level of being hidden in Him. Because the truth is, you can't be hidden deep in Him, as we claim, if you don't know yourself. Because if you're truly in Him, you're in the de the definer. God is definition. God is substance. And therefore, if you're hidden away in God, hidden away in Christ, that means you should be more defined 
than anyone on this planet to know who you are, what you are, what's happening, where you're going, what's this, what's that. That's how you begin to understand. So don't get false humility mixed up with true humility. Don't don't get confused with identity representing your likings because they don't go hand in hand. And when you understand living life through your identity and identity through living life, guess what? Your life will automatically just attract everything you need to get you through on this planet. So I really hope today's podcast was a blessing to you guys. You know, I love speaking on these subjects because sometimes I hear religion speak, and when I hear religion speak, it really just gets under my skin because of the fact there's too many legalism laws, there's too many do's and don'ts, and there's too many things that actually keep people at a place where they never truly arise to the occasion, but really just rise up and anything and everything they need to rise up in. And so that's where religion gets on my last nerve. And that's why I love to be able to bring these things to your attention because I want you to be free. I want you to be free in consciousness to know who you are and what you're capable of doing. And and the truth is, you have to also understand, you do attract things according to who you, how, who you are. So if you find yourself at a place where you just finding where you're attracting things over and over and over in the same thing, don't let it be a defeat to you. Let it be a victory to you to say, that's good. That shows me I, sh- I fully have not gotten to my identity yet. And let that be a good thing to continue to seek and unveil and watch God begin to unfold you to you. So don't take it as a bad thing. Take it as a good thing. When I don't attract things into my life, that uh, when I attract things in my life that I look at and say, man, what happened? I take it as a blessing because I'm like, let that prophesy to you. Let it speak to you. Things that you're attracting good and things that you're attracting bad, let it all speak to you because it all is working together for your good. And everything has a message in it. So don't get down and discouraged. Get happy. Get glad about it. Why? Because there's a message to say, you haven't gotten there yet, but keep on reaching. And when you reach for the stars, folks, let me tell you, you're going to find them. All right? You're going to find them. So let me say this to you. As we close this amazing podcast, I call it amazing because it's amazing to me because then it's blessing, it's blessing me. So as we do, I want you to remember today, please remember today that, you know what, if you don't like your life, just rechange your thoughts, restructure how you see life, restructure how you view people, restructure how you view God and yourself. And I guarantee you, you will see your life turn around. A person who has fears and doubts and doesn't trust anyone on planet Earth is a person that's miserable. They're never happy. They'll store up things until the day they die, fear, fearing that they're going to lose everything, fearing people, the government's going to take away this from them. Those are people that are miserable. That's not what God's called you to live, folks. Fear is a spirit. And God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear. Jesus said, don't store up tomorrow, store up, store up for tomorrow. Let tomorrow take care of itself. So let these things speak to you and open up your identity to say, wait a minute, I've been fearful. And fear is pretty much one of the opposites of identity. Are, are you with me? So discover who you are. You deserve the right to know who you are today. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.